And here we are with another episode of The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian and Philip. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. Guys, uh, what is the coolest thing you've watched this week? Uh, Philip, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, this is actually probably the thing I'm most excited about on this episode. Um, I uh, am half-ass caught up with Daredevil. <laughs> I kind wow. of, I kind of binged the uh, second half of the first season, and uh, and I'm about halfway through the second season where they first introduce uh, Elektra. It's it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, you're uh, you're up to the part right now where where they're just now introducing her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and that everything you've told me about it has been totally one hundred percent true. Like that scene where they had, um, or that whole episode where they had, uh, you know, the Punisher and and Daredevil, and they were talking to each other on the roof, and then the fight scene on the way down. Oh, dude, yeah, have, having to get downstairs phenomenal. from the from the rooftop. Yeah, you've seen all those, right, Brian? That was straight yeah, I've up. seen them all. That was straight up Tony Jaa right there. Man. That was that fucking was, amazing, it was, wasn't it? It was really good. I, I, in my opinion, that, that blew away the, the single shot fight scene from the first season in the hallway. You guys remember oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving the second season more than the first. And, I mean, the first season was really good. It was just kind of a slow burn. Right. Um, but the second season is really kick-ass, man. And they've got these characters that are coming in, and, and something big happens every episode. Yeah, it's really found its footing, huh? Yeah, so that's I'm excited about it. I'm I'm gonna pick up where I left off tonight. <laughs> hey Brian, uh, what was your cool of the week, man? Um, I revisited a couple movies, uh, The Collector and The Collection. Yeah, I saw you putting a lot of stuff on Facebook about that. Huh. Yeah, you guys ever check these movies out? Yeah, I've seen them both. I, yeah, I, I've seen The Collector, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. You know, the, this was uh, originally um, supposed to be a Saw prequel. Really? But they, yeah, but they just uh, went ahead and made it its, uh, its own thing. No shit, I had no idea. No. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. You know, the first one, it's him going into someone else's house, and the second one's more basically his own uh, house, his own little fun house of traps and stuff. Right. So it's, um, I like them. They're pretty good films. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good double bill, man. So basically, the first one's like a straight up home invasion movie, and the second one's more of like a try to escape from the house of horrors type thing. Yeah, because the second one is a direct sequel. It, it ha- picks up where the the first one leaves off, right? So they gotta they gotta go into basically his his domain to to get someone back, and it it, it gets pretty cr- crazy. I mean, there's there's some traps that you you know you gotta suspend disbelief. Yeah, of course. There always are, right? But, but, but yeah, that, that's what I checked out this week. So you, you'd recommend both of them? Absolutely. Well, I got all caught up with uh, Fear the Walking Dead, so Brian, I got to ask you first, where, where are you at? I am exactly where I told you guys I was last <laughs> week. But I promise by next episode, I will be caught up. Yeah, well, you may you may want to plug your ears because I got to talk about a couple of things, man. Uh, go ahead. So what what I like about this second part of the second season so far is that they are they are telling different uh, storylines. So they're the characters. In case you you hadn't got to that part yet, they're all split up now, and they're in Mexico. So you've got three different uh, loosely 
banded groups of people together. Mm-hmm. One kid, one one of the kids, Nick, he's on his own, but he's he's turned into a real badass. The Johnny Depp lookalike. I like the him, heroin man. addict. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like him, and I like his story that he's doing right now. Well, they they switched it over to uh, more of the story now of the the mom and her daughter. Yeah, and they're in a they're in a really uh, ritzy kind of like a Ritz Carlton type, and like a tourist like a huge tourist hotel, tourist resort. Yeah, and they they've uh, run into some people that have kind of holed up in there, but there's still zombies in there, so it's sort of like a maze a See, little bit. And I think they're my least favorite of the stories at the moment. Yeah, maybe so, but I really like those effects of the zombies falling out of like the thirtieth floor of the of the resort and oh, landing on yeah. the ground and getting up and walking Hit, again. That was fucking ground. creepy. Well, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Because then suddenly there's more of them on the ground because they don't die, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah, Brian, that sounds like something you could get into. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably just gonna binge uh, all the way up until the current episode this weekend. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I keep thinking there's that. You know, there's nothing that they can do that's really new that they haven't already done in The Walking Dead, but I've never seen that shit before. Zombies is... falling out on the 30th floor and fucking walking after they hit the ground. I feel like that one's that one's <clears throat> harder to binge than, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the original Walking Dead, you know, so I, the, the fear of The Walking Dead is, uh, I, I was really super excited about it, but it's not... When they finish an episode, I'm not like, oh, I really have to see the next one. It's it's just, I'm watching it, you know? I was just going to say, it's uh, kind of hard for me to catch up because my wife watches it. And uh, our schedules don't link up sometimes. So oh, I got you. Most of the time, I'm waiting on her to get gotcha. caught up. And... That's why I got stuck on Daredevil. Yeah, well, my my wife won't come within within a mile of, of any of the Walking Dead TV yeah. shows, so I don't have to, I, that's not my problem at all, <laughs> man. My my problem is I can't get her to watch it with me. <laughs> but uh I I would totally disagree with you, Philip, man. I I fucking love right yeah. now, I love the storylines. Yeah. Well, I always like it when they have an ensemble cast and they film them in different yeah. locations. It's, so you kind of switch from one to the other. It's definitely growing on me. And I like uh, the 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 dad and the kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. I like, yeah. I like Chris. Their, yeah. Oh, he's a stone cold killer. Isn't I like he? their storyline that they've got going. And that's my least favorite storyline. Because yeah. this little fucking shit. I know. He's going right? to have to be put down. No, I know. He's a little shithead. But I, it, it, it it at least gets me emotionally involved when I'm watching it, you know? Right. And uh, I, I think that's what I like about it. Cool. Well, yeah, Brian, I think you got a lot to look forward to, man. Sounds good. As with every show, it's time to take a little trip down to the trailer park. <gasps> we take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first trailer to talk about this week? Our first one we're going to talk about is a movie I know you can't wait to review. It's Underworld Blood Wars. <laughs> Blood Wars. What's this one all about, man? Uh, this is the vampires versus uh, werewolves movie with uh, what, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Okay, but what make what makes the Blood War? I mean, what's uh, do you, do you have any idea what they're referring to in that? No, this um. Looks like it's a, going into its own story. This is the fifth movie in the series, so I think they're right. going into a whole new story now. But by the end of the trailer, it looks like she's becoming like a a, a leader to the vampires. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise! I got that. Wow, didn't see that coming. <laughs> you know, guys, I've seen this movie before. It's called Twilight. 
No. No, no, no. That's not. Look, okay, so here, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I like the Underworld series. I really do. I, are, they, are they kicking a dead horse? Absolutely. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're still not bad. Uh, it's kind of like they do with uh, with Resident Evil, man. They're they're bringing out a whole lot of sequels, and you know each one is not quite as good as the last. But uh, I thought the original Underworld was a classic, and uh, yeah. I've I've seen them all, and they and they all kind of keep my attention. So the new cast with uh, that dude from the Divergent series, and so they're you know they're trying to make it appeal to this generation. Lest we forget I, Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. I noticed him in there. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee when sunlight hits them, they don't sparkle like diamonds. And No, I don't know, man. You want to make a bet on that? I'll, I'll put a bet on that one. <laughs> all right, Look, you're on. Almost every movie has a love story, all right? Well, I'm going to say the best thing she's done is put this outfit on that she wears in these movies. So. Hell, yeah. Oh, there you go, man. There you go. Yeah, and she does that whole, you know, in the preview they got to show the the superhero landing, jumping off the yes. building, which she does in every movie, <laughs> and right. looks just as badass as it did the first time. <laughs> God damn it! So when does this fucking thing come out? So I know we're gonna have to review it. January six. Hell yeah! Thank God I've got a little bit of a reprieve. <laughs> Okay, our next one is Death House. Death House. This is the uh, uh, Superstars of Horror movie, right? That yes. You were uh, us about. Weren't you telling yes, us about this six months ago? Yeah, they, they've been working on this for a while. This has um, actually been written by uh, Gunnar Hansen. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? And, he uh, wrote it? Yeah, he wrote it with uh, uh, another gentleman by the name of uh, Harrison Smith. This was like one of the last things uh, Gunner did before he passed. Okay. And if um, I'm pretty sure people that listen know who he is, but if you don't, he was uh, Leatherface in the original Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. Well, that's... Yeah, quick, uh, quick little rundown of just just some of the cast in here. We got Kane Hodder, Barbara Crampton, Bill Mosley, Sid Haig, Tony Todd. Heather Langenkamp, Adrian Barbeau, Michael Berryman, and so on and so on. There's a lot of people in this movie. Big cast. Wow. Yeah. So it's so it's a love letter to Gunnar Hansen then. Yeah. Got it. What did you guys think of this? I, there wasn't much to see, man. Just a lot of darkness and flashing lights is all I got out of it, really. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of of, of the preview. Uh, I mean, it looks cool. I'll definitely watch it. But yeah, it didn't get, it didn't give you much except who was in the movie. Uh, with you know, like the dude from uh, the clown from House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, oh, Sid, yeah, Haig. Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tony Todd was there for like a right. split flash. second. In fact, I was like, was that Tony Todd? I know, right? <laughs> and I didn't even hardly see right? him. It was. If you're an epileptic, do not watch this preview. <laughs> <laughs> good, good advice. That last scene though was. Crazy creepy. <laughs> oh, the very final shot. Yeah, that very final shot was super creepy. Yeah, I think this trailer was more so to let people know who was in the movie. Yeah. Because other than the story, it just, um, the only thing I can get from them is these people are trapped somewhere that they need to get out of. Right. Some but sort yeah, of they, security prison. Yeah, but they didn't really uh, give too much on the story. Yeah. Which, 
you know, I'm all right with. I, I like I like going into a movie with uh, with a clean slate. And I heard a rumor that maybe Robin Robert England is in this movie, but they just didn't right. put him in the credits. Well, I I had heard something about him uh, being in it, but I, I I certainly didn't see him in the in the trailer. Yeah, the, I, I had read a story that he said he had he never got a script or an invite for the movie, and and there was people saying that he might have probably was doing a little bit of misdirect for the fans uh, out there. Uh, that would be uh, that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Robert England was, or somebody else was. Or Robert England was telling fans that he he's not in the movie. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. like he was pissed off about it and didn't get an I invite gotcha. and all that. But um, as far as the release date, there isn't an actual set date, but it uh, it will come out early 2017. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll watch it. I mean, with with that oh, cast, yeah. you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Def- absolutely. Definitely watching it. And now it's time for horror headlines, brought to you by Brian. Okay, our first uh, little bit of news here. You guys uh, fans of the Zombieland movie? I love it, man. That's, really? Yeah, I love that movie. Me, me, not not so much. No, nah, oh, it wasn't my favorite of the I zombie love movies. It so much, but I mean, it's got a huge cult following yeah, for sure, dude. It was great. Well, then I will say for one of you, a uh, little bit of good news. Um, the sequel is j- just got a little bit of co-financing. Okay. Really? So it's uh, one step closer to actually something happening for this movie because it it's been in development for a long time. Right. Um. They they actually tried to make a TV show out of this. That was the uh, the Amazon one yeah. episode uh, pilot that they put together. Yeah, and I believe it was canceled after the first episode. That sucks. Yeah, but Amazon does that a lot. They just came out with three with three new ones. In fact, it's like seems like they'll put like three out there, and if one of them sticks, they'll make it into a series. Yeah, I, I could have seen this as a TV show, but that that kind of scares me. Does it have? Does the second movie have the same cast? I mean, minus um, obviously. <laughs> hey, you never know. Uh, hey, I believe be uh, it's a zombie, right? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit I read on it. Um, I think some of the cast was originally signed for a sequel. There was an exec for uh, for Sony Pictures, uh, Doug Belgran. Uh, he recently just stepped down and started his own company, uh, 2.0 Entertainment, and he's uh, that's the company that's co-financing this movie. So he's he's trying to get this movie going. Okay, getting his own thing. All right. Well, hey, we'll yeah. see. I mean, this as soon as I saw it, it. it Immediately went on the list of my favorite movies. You liked it that much, yeah, huh? dude. Definitely. Would you call it like top ten of all time? Um, top ten zombie movies, at least. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like I, uh, that's, that's I, pretty I like strong. Those, I like those uh, quirky kind of movies, man. That's, right. That's that's right in my alley. So, something tells it. me we're going to talk about a few of those tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Philip. That that's that's in there top ten for me too. Damn. Well, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna enjoy it if they finally come through with this, huh? If they bring the the original cast back, yeah, that's well, part of what made it. it. Yeah, and I understand that was a big part, a big problem with the, uh, you know, with the uh, pilot that they did for Amazon was that it was like none of the same people at all, not even one. Oh well, then yeah, yeah it was none of the people, but it was almost like they tried to get people that look like them. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck that. <laughs> at least that's that's what I felt like when I when I seen pictures of the cast. Well, let's hope they learn their lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next uh, news item here. 
Relativity is uh, aiming to start shooting the new Crow movie in January, and Jason Momoa is in talks to play the Crow. <laughs> oh, I think you told me about this before. Yeah, yeah, right. Not, not very. I don't think that's the right casting. Nope. I love Jason Momoa, but isn't the Crow supposed to be like a kind of a skinny, emaciated? You know, almost like doesn't he die and come back to life? I mean, Jason Momoa looks way too robust for somebody who's well, done yeah, that. dude. But Brandon Lee was pretty built when he did it. Yeah, but he was like a skinny strong. Yeah. You know? we talked about this last week or the skinny, week before. Skinny strong. I mean, Bruce Lee's a skinny strong. Brandon Lee was right. bigger than him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this movie's gonna happen. No, because I believe this is the same company we <laughs> talked about last week that all these movies were getting pushed back because That's of right. them filing for bankruptcy. So. I just have a feeling it's not going to get made. If it gets made, it's not going to be Jason Momoa because he's he's got Aquaman and Justice yeah. League coming up. So I say he's right. got a, he's got a lot of big things in the in the shoot, man. I don't know if he's going to be fucking around with a company that just went bankrupt. <laughs> well, yeah, speak, yeah. Speaking of Jason Momoa and bad casting, Aquaman. I mean, really? I mean, I, I can I love understand. It. I, I still love. Yeah, because I know what you mean. Because they're trying. It's revisionist. They're trying to yeah. redo the whole DC universe, but. I mean, Aquaman does not the, the the original comic Aquaman does not look at all like Jason Momoa. No, but he's a little blonde dude that swims in the ocean. Is that right. really what you <laughs> watch a movie about, man? Yeah, I, I think I think Zac he was Efron is Aquaman. I'm not watching that. <laughs> Bleach blonde Zac Efron. Huh? <laughs> I think he was recently reboot, rebooted for the the comics. Yeah, as far as his look. Oh no! Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. I don't, I don't keep up with comics. See, anymore, yeah, that's so. the thing is all the reboots and stuff. Like right. the reboot of Ghost Rider doesn't even have a fucking motorcycle. Oh yeah. come on! Yeah. I don't um, even believe you. He's in, a, he's in a badass like classic car or something. Oh right? come on, dude! That's not even yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's very similar to uh, shit. What's his name's uh, car in Fast and Furious? Uh, Vin Diesel's uh, Charger. <sighs> Man, Vin Diesel. But it's I a completely, so. it's a completely different Ghost Rider though. <laughs> But um, as far as this, um, yeah, I, I just I just don't think it's gonna happen. I don't I don't think it, as far as Jason Momoa, I just think he's he's way too busy right now. Right. Yeah. Well, if they were gonna do it, man, they 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 picked him when he was ripe for the picking, you know, because uh, I, I think Jason Momoa is fixing to blow up. And uh, okay, um, one final little news thing, just real quick, on a couple of uh, possible Blu-rays coming out. Okay. Um, are, are you guys uh, fans of the Evil Dead remake? Oh, hell yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Fetty Alvarez is uh, trying to get a director's cut of the movie put on Blu-ray, and he's trying to get it out by Halloween. I don't see how he could make it any better than the movie I saw. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of scenes cut out of the movie to to get it to that R rating, so I oh, think wow. this might be... A few little more gruesome scenes put in the movie, uh, I, which um, I I'm all for. Yeah, they, me too. They should have. Uh, I I think that they should have put the scenes in and just had the NC-17 rating. You know, it's hard yeah. enough for kids to get into an R-rated movie anyway at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, it was it wasn't a big deal, but you know, once things South, are things yeah, are different now. Once they? South Park came out, they they laid the hammer down, and uh, yeah. I think that this one in particular was all about gore and blood and guts and right and how far can we push the limit and they, they yeah no no, no kid should have been seeing this anyways yeah exactly and the next uh 
thing that is trying to come out. Eduardo Sanchez, who uh, made the original Blair Witch Project. Yeah, the, the original Blair Witch, sure. Yeah, he's uh, started an online petition. He's trying to get, um, I forget what studio it is that has the rights, but he's trying to get the um, extended version put out on Blu-ray. I guess there's an extended version. Of the Blair Witch? Yes. Does it have an extended ending? I don't know. But he's, um, if anybody wants to sign the petition, it you can go to uh, found foot, foundfootagecritic.com. Right. And that's where he has the petition. And last time I had checked, it was, uh, he's got a, uh, quite a few signatures on there. He also has the support of uh, Oren, Oren Pelly, I believe how you pronounce his name. He's the director of the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I mean, besides the movies, he's uh, directed and written a lot of things, so I think he's uh, probably a good guy to have on your side as far as support. I guess so, man. I'm uh, I'll I'll, res- I'll reserve judgment for sure. Blu-rays, man. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it's all about <laughs> streaming right now. And that is the uh, the last news item I have this week. All right, and now for the week we've all been waiting for. It's Zombie Comedy Week here at the Horror Returns. We review Range 15, the world's first zombie comedy made exclusively by and for veterans, and also the modern classic Shaun of the Dead, a 2004 film, and part of the Cornetto Trilogy. Uh, Brian, does that mean anything to you? Do you know what the Cornetto Trilogy is and what it means? Yeah, uh, the Cornetto is an ice cream that that is, um, from what I understand, a lot of people eat it for hangovers. No shit. I haven't heard. We learn something new every day, huh, Philip? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and uh, in each movie, you can see them eating an ice cream that I believe that's a Cornetto oh, brand okay. ice cream. I gotcha. Right. So, what are the, what are the three movies, Brian? Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Oh, okay. So that's the so that's that the thread sense. right there. Yeah. The director is Ross Patterson, known also for directing Helen Keller versus Night Wolves. As, as well as numerous acting gigs, including a really big role in this movie, huh? Wait, what? Yeah, Helen, <laughs> Helen Keller versus Night Wolves. I have no idea what that could possibly uh, be that about. That sounds really fun. I should totally watch that. <laughs> uh, but he also helped write it along with Billy Jay, who also wrote the upcoming John Came Home, which kind of looks like more of a tearjerker. And uh, also Nick Palmisciano. And I think all these guys had pretty big roles in the movie. Uh, this was the first military movie made for military personnel and veterans, made by military personnel, with a cast that was made up of at least 75% veterans. ISIS made, <laughs> you'll like this one, Philip. ISIS made threats to attack against several cast members in the release of this movie. <laughs> Instead of canceling showings... That might not be smart. <laughs> hey, get this. Instead of, instead of canceling showings, theaters sold out, and patrons laughed at the thought of it. Wel- welcoming an attack from anyone dumb enough. Uh, needless to say, not one attack took place. Yeah. Uh, you guys remember that joke uh, kind of toward the end? If like you, a goat at an ISIS convention? If, yeah. If you've, if you've ever seen this guy, Matt Best, before, he's... Yeah, the... Probably not the guy you want to decide to attack. He's got guns out the ass. <laughs> the, the funding campaign on Indiegogo for the and they talked about they referenced that in the movie too. 
the funding campaign on Indiegogo for this movie raised the fourth highest amount of any film funded on that site. So, Brian, you you, you like the WWE and things that, that remind you of the WWE. What did you think of this movie? Oh, um, I don't think I liked it as well as uh, some of you. uh, Well, we haven't even timed in yet, man. You never know. Yeah, I thought the comedy was forced. It was a little little forced, a little too much sometimes in the movie. And um, I think they should, they probably, how how do I put this? Uh, Some of the money should have probably went more into the movie than than a lot of the cameos, because I'm pretty sure that's where most of the money went in this movie. I can see that. But the cameos were a lot of fun. Yeah, um, some of them were. Brian, I mean, I, I like... Be honest Go with ahead. you, dude. Were, were you or were you not expecting to see Ron Jeremy pop up? <laughs> that one I didn't even know was gonna. he was in the, in the uh, cast list. So, no, okay. I, didn't, I didn't expect him to pop up. I enjoyed... Um, I enjoyed that they had Randy Couture and Danny Trejo basically playing themselves. Yeah. They're badasses, like they said in the movie, and zombie versions of them is even more badass. Right. Um, I thought Tim Kennedy uh, was pretty funny in the movie, the yeah. MMA fighter. I thought he kind of made it. Yeah. Which I, I've seen I've seen some video clips of him. He's a funny guy. Yeah. In the beginning, I, I really was not enjoying this. My wife... <clears throat> My wife hates this movie. She wanted she wanted me to turn it <laughs> off immediately. Oh, come on. Yeah. She wanted me to give you guys her rating, and it is a zero. But... <laughs> I don't think that's possible, Ouch. is it? A zero. <laughs> but, but she yeah, only watched a few minutes. Like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes at yeah. one point. <laughs> right. I remember that. I remember that. But as it got in more of the actual zombie, uh, in zombie apocalypse, um, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more. Okay. How did, how did you guys feel about it? I was kind of the exact opposite. I I actually yeah. I yeah I actually really 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 got into the first third of the movie, mm-hmm. and I thought it kind of fell apart toward the end. But um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Some of those early scenes and early cameos, and particularly the the one scene that stood out for me was the montage when they put the montage together toward <laughs> the beginning. And they had all those fucking product endorsements in there. Yeah. And they were, you know, it's just like your typical cheesy 80s montage. Yeah. I, that was just laugh out loud. I mean, I was rolling on the floor laughing at that. So for that alone, I'm, I'm really glad I saw this movie because I enjoyed that part quite a bit. Um, and to see William Shatner show up as the defense attorney right off the bat when the guys <laughs> all get thrown in jail for yeah. drunk and disorderly. And Shatner starts, you know, saying, you fucking idiot, you know, what are you up to and all this shit. I mean, that uh, anyway, those two things for me were worth the price of admission. Um, I really did like a lot of the self-referential stuff. I really like the fact that it broke broke the fourth wall. I've never, ever, ever seen a zombie movie where the very first thing that happens when they when a zombie shows up is the guys look at each other and say, it's the zombie apocalypse. Fuck yeah. They do it. They do it right away. The obvious. The thing that nobody in any zombie movie ever until this one has been smart enough to pick up on the fact that that's what they're in. Yeah. And I really love the way they did that. But I kind of thought as it got further and further along, they were sort of regurgitating the same jokes. I think it would have been a really great 30-minute short film, but I think they, they kind of overdid it. Philip, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I... I... I've got a lot of, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 
ex army, so uh, I've got a lot of military buddies, and I've seen Matt Best before on uh, on Facebook, uh, and he has a lot of little short things that he does that are actually really funny. This movie I'd, I'd heard had gotten a lot of hype, and uh, I was expecting really great things from it. It, you know, I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. It is definitely uh, made for military guys, and there were some really funny moments in there. Like, they had a joke about the PT belt that was hilarious to me, but nobody else <laughs> would have got, you know? and Or, the, like, the, the lieutenant where they were just, uh, and he was... He, he went was, to college. <laughs> yeah, he was he was dogging them on their, right? uh, on... On whatever they were wearing the or uniform, whatever, the yeah, on the uniform and stuff, and they were like, "Yeah, whatever, fuck you." What, what about the, <laughs> that was really funny to me. What about the challenge coins? They talked about that. You yeah, know what the, those are? the challenge coins. Uh, so, it, whenever a, a big general or a, a somebody somebody higher up comes, like I've got one from uh, from Rumsfeld, actually. No shit. <laughs> yeah, secretary. Uh, so whenever somebody from higher up comes down, um, and, and visits your base or, or whatever you're doing, if you're deployed or whatever, they, uh, they will give you a, a coin. And so that's a big army thing. They give you, yeah, you, you get these coins. And if you're at a bar, you know, you compare whose coin is higher and then the other, the, the lower person has to buy the drinks. Uh, but you know, I, I thought you were kind of right, man. It was it was a little bit forced. There was a lot of really funny moments, man. It was super slapstick. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that I really liked. It just didn't live up to the expectation. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Brian, I know I, I made the comment about uh, you like the WWE. Did did you get that vibe from this too? That a lot of it just looked like a lot of WWE posturing and the chicks. Like I was telling Philip earlier, they were like super fine, but also super rough. If you catch my meaning, and that yeah. I always equate that to the women of the WWE. That's kind of how they remind me. It's like, you know, you, you they're really, really super hot, but at the same time, you're kind of eh, I don't know. You know, she there's something a little rough or masculine <laughs> about that. Uh, did but did you get that vibe too, Brian? Yeah, a little bit, but you know, overall, like like. There was, you know, some people did fine in the movie. I just think they should have just pulled back a little bit, because uh, some a little little bit of the comedy sometimes was just over the top and went a little too long. But um, a lot of, like I said, uh, I enjoyed a lot of the cameos though. It was a uh, quite a few. Uh, uh, who else was in it? They had uh, Brian Stan and Mike Goldberg from the UFC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, you know that, that probably cost a pretty good penny right there i, I said i kind of like the ending like uh you know lance was saying it kind of fell apart at the end and i i, I thought that's sort of when it came together and uh i i, I kind of felt the ending was a little like that when when they were actually done with the whole zombie thing i felt like the ending went on a little too long yeah one thing we didn't talk about i really really enjoy keith david in this movie oh i i enjoy keith david in anything he's in man he could do a tire commercial and i'd enjoy it mm-hmm Oh yeah, yeah, he's 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 awesome. Yeah, he was perfect for that role. That that was a big coup for them to get him. I wonder how. Yeah. Wonder how much they had to pay him. Now, is he is he a vet? Do you guys know? I don't know. It would it would well, make sense that he would be. Was was the one lady of uh, a military vet the the one that uh, you talking about the armless one? Yes. 
Oh, I'm quite sure she was. I would imagine that's how she lost her arms, you know? Just just a wild, just a wild guess there. She was awesome in that movie. I thought she was. Yeah, yeah, she was one of my favorite parts of the movie. The the part where she, um, he threw the keys to her, and of course, you know, she can't catch him. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm not trying to get into spoilers, but uh, I just just thought it was funny that throughout... Yeah, but throughout the scene when he's talking to Keith David, you can hear the keys jingling in the back because she's kicking them around trying to pick them up. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I was I was really laughing at that part. Well, and they had the uh, the the master sergeant who was uh, super hua, and he was uh, he, oh <laughs> yeah, the guy with the fucking I I don't know what the, the deal was with his hair, and he looked oh the blonde young. hair yeah. He he looked way younger than he should have for a master sergeant. I've never had a master sergeant that looked that young. And, well, apparently uh, he's he's been saving presidents for generations here, right. according to the news. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna make fun of somebody for being really super, you know, go ranger, that guy maybe was a little too young and a little too high ranked to do it you, you, I ta- think. you talk about gene gene van Vandersham, vandenham or whatever his name i was. guess so the, the guy that was uh yeah he, he was oh, i'm saving the fucking world oh yeah he was actually uh he was actually played by the director was he yeah that was ross patterson <laughs> okay. like, i thought <laughs> i noticed his, that about i thought his through. part was super funny if they'd have had him at a different yeah. rank i think it would have been funnier <laughs> like maybe uh a fucking e7 or something i, th- I thought that would have been great but uh yeah, the, the master sergeant was a little too much. Yeah, one one thing I liked about this movie, guys, is they they definitely like the people with disabilities. You guys were talking about the the lady that didn't have any arms. Yeah, yeah. The guy the guy that didn't have arms and that little you know joke they made about him and the closing credits that we won't go into. But uh, they definitely weren't afraid to make fun of themselves and political oh, well. political correctness was out the window with this movie and that's oh, yeah. so refreshing yeah because you never see that anymore. that's what i'm saying man it was definitely made fourth military because a, a lot of these jokes were very military based and it, like so far military based that if you aren't in it then you mm-hmm. probably don't know what they're talking about well I've, I've never spent a day in the military but i got i got a lot of, i got a ton of laughs out of this movie yeah and, I definitely, uh, I definitely appreciate the fact that somebody's willing to make a film that doesn't give a fuck about political yeah. correctness at all. And particularly they, in the scene when they were going into the uh, the, the housing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Going to different, and they had like the different wanna... stereotypes of people that they <laughs> right. were making fun. Of. I thought it was hilarious. It was I great, loved that man. Part. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, like there, there, Ryan, there's flashes of this film that I just absolutely love, man. Yeah, there's really good parts, and then there's and then there's some parts that are, like you said, really forced. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I just thought they should have pulled back on the cameos and just right put a little bit more into the story and into the movie. Because when it got into the uh, zombie apocalypse, I, I I was starting to get into it, yeah. but then uh, near the end, I just uh, I felt the end was a little drawn out and kind of pulled me out. Well, did you guys stick around for the stinger after the credits? I think I might have missed the the. Thing after after the credits. Yeah, if you if you if you'd stuck around for the stinger, you'd realize there is going to be a sequel called Janitors, and that's not spoiling the thing because that's just a little. Oh, I, I did see this. <laughs> I don't think I saw <laughs> it, man. Yeah, was this where they? I don't know if this, uh, they made a comment about a girl's college. Yeah, it's the one. Oh, okay. That's the one. That Marcus Luttrell was fucking awesome in this movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> for his two little scenes. <laughs> Yeah, when he popped up, they thought it was uh, Mark Wahlberg. 
I don't know, Brian. Um, I mean, it's 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 in no way, form, or fashion a a a, master, a cinematic masterpiece. No, dude, and it's definitely not in my. And you know, we talked about Zombieland before this, and and Zombieland immediately, I was like, ah, oh, this is amazing. It's one of my favorite movies. Range 15, I expected that to happen, and it didn't. And I can see where, you know, if 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 a bunch of military buddies are getting together and, and watching it every, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever and getting drunk and watching it, I can see where it would definitely have a, a cult following. Yeah, just wasn't wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be. I was expecting really big things, though. Yeah, this this is one I could I could definitely watch again a few times. You yeah, know? I mean, especially after a couple of beers with I'd some buddies and stuff like that. I definitely give it another shot. I mean, there's there's so many mo- moments that are that are so politically incorrect that right? it, like you almost cringe. Like the, uh, that's what I like. That's the, what I really enjoy. The midget, man, I love the, the midget zombie. Yeah, that, that was great, was funny. dude. <laughs> wow. But uh, I will I will say this, Brian. I don't think this is going to uh, win any Oscars no. for visual for visual effects. What do you what do you think no. about the the CGI, Brian? It was a little too much. <laughs> I mean, they there were certain things where they could have been standing in a room somewhere, but it looked like they was in a CGI background. Right. Yeah. As far as... I, I don't even know if uh, most of the jail scene in the beginning was uh, actual jail. <laughs> oh, man, you think you think they faked it that much, huh? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple scenes where the background, I'm, I kind of felt like they were standing in front of a green screen or a blue screen. Well, what what about what about the one scene where they were supposedly standing in front of the the White House and it was a real obvious like just a banner that was behind them that yeah. was, had the White House painted on it? Well, or... <laughs> I, I, that's that's part of the movie, man. I think right. you know. <laughs> I mean, there cheese was definitely a part of it, and it was intentional. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, Brian, you ready to uh, to give us your rating on this one? Yeah. I'm going to give this a four. Ooh, ouch. Wow. Yeah, I just think it was just a little too much on the humor. But then again, just now listening to you guys, maybe it's just... I could see where there was a lot of military references that I probably just didn't get. I just think they should have, like I said before, they should have just put more into the movie instead of, you know, I really enjoy the cameos, but if it didn't have, maybe you cut like half the cameos yeah, and put a little bit more into the story. I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more, but I do really, I do really respect that, you know, that these uh, vets put, put their time into making this movie because, you know, I probably can't make a movie myself. So I really respect that they put this movie out. Hey Brian, don't you have some uh, military experience in your in your family? I think your your uh, daughter has some kind of a connection, right? Yes, she just went to a five month uh, youth academy boot camp, and she just graduated uh, a few weeks ago. Cool, awesome, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Really proud. You know, she got a scholarship towards college uh, while she was in there. So you know, looking forward to few things she's uh thinking about uh actually pursuing a career in the military so we're kind of discussing some things right now tell you what dude i don't i don't regret it <laughs> yeah she's actually thinking about the air force which uh i do remember brian stan uh gave a little shot to the air force yes the, there was an air force joke in there hey, for there's sure. <laughs> look there's always shots to the air force but real talk man that's 
that's the place to be because it's it's military, but it's still kind of cushy, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just like there's always going to be shots to the officers. Huh? Yeah, in the yeah, college, yeah, exactly. The college degrees, exactly, and all that stuff, like which she is going to get, so she'll probably be an officer. It sounds like. Like I mean, you've got the grunts, the 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 way into that spectrum, and then you've right? got you know that like Air Force officers, which are the total opposite end of that. Yeah, <laughs> spectrum. Maybe- I'd I'd probably be peeling potatoes if I ever made it. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably would be too. I'll uh, I'll be a little bit more gentle than you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give it a six and a half. And I, you know the only reason I won't give it a higher score is just because the CGI was so horrible. So nobody's ever gonna mistake this thing for you know for any kind of uh you know the next two thousand one a space odyssey or anything like that, but. Um, I really, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, I enjoyed the hell out of myself when I was watching the movie. I really, like I said, during during the uh, the montage scene, I was just absolutely laughing my ass off. The credits at the end there, when they when they kind of told told you what happened, to all the main characters, um, oh yeah, just fucking hilarious. That was good. A lot of the the jokes in there just really got me going, and and I love the fact that they nobody was safe. I mean, fucking everybody yeah. got made fun of in this movie, and yeah. they made fun of themselves. So, yeah. you know, just for all that, I'll give it a six and a half. What about you, Philip? Uh, man, I'm going to give it really close to your score. I'm going to give it a seven. I, I really enjoyed it, just not as much as I wanted to. Man, I was I was really expecting it to be like a, a, like a 9.5, just from everything that I've heard about the movie uh, before before I actually watched it. And uh, I think that, again, you know, it's it's definitely a military movie for military guys, and it is as politically incorrect as you can possibly get. For a bunch of military dudes hanging out, perfect. <laughs> because we're not real politically correct all the time. It was it was it was a lot of fun. It wasn't a great movie. It's not going to win any Academy Awards, like you said, but uh, but it was fun to watch, and it was it was funny. That's range 15. So anybody who hasn't had a chance to see this, if what we're discussing sounds like fun to you, you guys may want to give it a try. Um, I know I rented it on iTunes. I think I paid about three ninety nine, which I think was a, a bargain. Yeah, as much it. as I enjoyed the movie, I, I would have paid twice that easily. Yeah. Um, now yeah, I, know that um, it, I know it was out in theaters for limited runs, but uh, I think you had to basically, they had to have so many people sign up that said for sure they were going to be there so yeah it was hard to find it i wanted to see it at the theater i just didn't quite get a chance but yeah. anyway folks that's range 15 a yeah, um, quick question yeah uh do do the proceeds go to any military foundations i don't know it's a good question we need to find that out because yeah. I, I i did notice they were wearing the t-shirts of, of some companies they run mm-hmm. very possibly i know uh matt best is uh i mean he runs a a couple of different companies um and I've seen him on Facebook, you know, and uh, he, like I said, he does these little short films that are two, three, four minutes that are uh, really funny. Uh, a lot of it is for, you know, gun nuts and he has some sort of military coffee thing that he, <laughs> that he runs. So, but I'm, I'm sure they definitely have some sort of, uh, some sort of veteran connection where they, they donate to them too. Yeah, so if, if uh, they do donate the proce- uh, proceeds, uh, at least, you know, check the movie out for that and, yeah. you know, buy the T-shirts. Yeah, let's look into that. And if so, let's, uh, uh, Brian, can you make sure we get that on Facebook and Twitter and everything? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, real quick, we are also on Instagram, people. 
So hey, look ah, out. okay, give a shout out, dude. Where 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 can they find us? Uh, the horror returns on Instagram. Pretty much any social media. If you put the horror returns, will pop up. Do we have the Twitter? Yes, we do. Hey, dude, this is Brian, man. He's all over it. For real. This is this is our guy for the social media stuff. I joined Twitter because I was trying to win some tickets from a radio station. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> Did you win them? No. <laughs> but now I'm on Twitter, and I don't know what the fuck to do there. <laughs> all right, all right move, moving on, moving on. Our second uh, feature of the night is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Director Edgar Wright, also known for Hot Fuzz, The World's End, as we discussed earlier. And uh, did you, Brian? Did you know you know that he uh, directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yes, I did. It's uh, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a great one, dude. That's one of my favorites of that year for sure. Uh, it was written by Edgar Wright and uh, Mr. Simon Pegg, who probably needs no introduction. Uh, the trivia: George A. Romero was so impressed with Pegg and Wright's work that he asked them to appear in Land of the Dead, his 2005 film. Uh, in cameos as zombies. Uh, now, this was news to me. Have you guys ever heard this before? No, I haven't. That's pretty cool. A uh, little something, you know, sort of minutiae, I guess. All the staff at the electronics store are chewing gum. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'll go back and watch it just for that. And ha- now we now we take a little bit of a darker turn in the trivia. At the end of the movie, there is a fake movie trailer about a boy named Ramirez who using a shotgun? <laughs> I'm sorry. I really shouldn't be laughing at this. He uh, fought off his entire zombie family. This is a spoof of the Menendez brothers who murdered their parents with a shotgun in in August of 1989. Uh, super fucked up. So Phil, uh, Phillips got a got a date night with his wife here in a little bit. So. He may have to leave a little bit early, so oh, Philip. Yeah, Philip, you want to you want to get it started talking about Shaun of the Dead while I grab us a couple more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Man, Shaun of the Dead is is a classic. It's another one of those kind of like Zombie Land, where uh, as soon as I saw it, I knew it was going to be one of my favorites. I I love this movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of Simon Pegg and uh, his fat buddy. That he <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Frost, yeah, that he's in all the movies with, and uh, I've I've seen all those movies, and I love them, and I had no idea about the uh, the Scott Pilgrim versus the World thing, but uh, I love that movie too. Man, these guys are uh, these guys are on it, you know. I, obviously, Simon Pegg, because you know he's now he's in the uh, Star Wars realm, or the Star Trek realm, and he's uh, directing scenes and stuff from that. It's it's great, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh, it's it's a really good movie. I loved it. It is zombie comedy, and it's probably the first one that did it, and they did it right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, this might have might have affected my rating on Range Fifteen because I actually watched this one first. Yeah, well, this and, is um, way funnier. Yeah, this is if you're gonna do a zombie comedy, this is how you do it right yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, every time I watch this, I, I pick up something new. Yeah, the scene that always cracks me up because uh, sometimes I feel like that is the scene when the, it, the, the apocalypse is going on. Mm-hmm. He's hungover. He's walking to the store. He doesn't even notice anything yeah. going on because this is like his every morning routine going to the store. And that is actually the scene where he where he gets the ice cream, the well, Cornetto. Yeah, and that's part of what I'm, I'm talking about. I mean, like it's 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 a little more subtle, you know. They uh, 
it's kind of an, uh, a, a play on how people are kind of zombies in their everyday life, you know? It's, yes. It's got a lot of double entendre throughout the whole movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, that's what makes it so brilliant. Yeah, I mean, where are the zombies? It is smart. Especially during the opening credits, how everybody's just kind of walking around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, doing during doing the everyday thing, but they're just walking around like like they're zombies. He like tosses the coin to that dude that's a zombie, and he's like, "I'm a homeless guy trying to ask for money." <laughs> well, yeah, I think, but didn't he pass him earlier in the movie when the yeah, guy wasn't yeah, a when he wasn't a zombie? It was kind of and... the same thing. <laughs> Everything. That's kind of like when anytime you see a homeless person, you're just kind of like, ah, fuck. Here, Everything <laughs> about this movie is funny, man, and 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 it's super smart. They Simon Pegg does an amazing job here. Uh, he's he's great in it, but I thought I really thought Nick Frost. Uh, I, I I almost thought Nick Frost was better in this movie than Pegg was in some ways. Nick Frost is probably my favorite character in this movie. Man. I love him in this movie as the 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 sidekick who is hilarious <laughs> the whole time. That first chick that they run into that's a zombie. Right. That shit was funny. <laughs> She's in the backyard and they're like throwing mm-hmm. records at her. <laughs> yeah, throwing the throwing the old vinyl vinyl yeah. albums at her, huh? <laughs> So have you guys ever have you guys ever heard of the uh, the saying over the garden wall? Heard that before? I think it's mainly a British uh, saying. I've heard of it. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, there's quite a few British sayings in here. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it kind of means like going insane or going over. You know, okay, going yeah, going like sense. one step too far. He's mm-hmm. gone over the garden wall. Yeah, he's gone over the garden wall. He has. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was kind of funny how they worked that in. How they were jumping over the garden wall yeah. to get to get away from the uh, the zombies in that scene, like going from yard to yard. I don't think that was done accidentally. Well, I really don't obviously. think any. I don't think anything about yeah. this film was accidental. There's, there's not a lot of it that's accidental. And I, I loved it when they were acting like zombies. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hey, they, they knew it before the Walking yeah. Dead people did, huh? Yeah, absolutely. That Harry Potter looking dude that was a douchebag <laughs> the whole fucking time, right? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I was kind of surprised how many uh, how many cameos there were in it. Having uh, watched it first, probably back in like 2005, like over 10 years ago, and then going back, there were a lot of really big um, British actors in this film that I didn't remember being in it, like in you know real tiny roles. Oh, did you, yeah. did you guys notice that going back? Like uh, Rafe Spall, have you guys heard of that actor before? I believe I heard his name. Who was he in the movie? Uh, he's uh, well, a guy named Noel, but he's been in a ton of films. He's uh, he's extremely popular lately. He was in Life of Pi, Prometheus. Um, this dude's been around. Noel. Yeah, a, a lot of the same cast pops up throughout the trilogy. Well, yes, uh, also Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy, yeah, yeah, he's says, probably yes. the most yeah. uh, successful of all the, the actors that we've You'll in know this. him if you see him. You know, he's he's uh, he he was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was the, uh, uh, I guess the the creator. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I remember. He, I mean, he he's in a lot of really good movies. He's also in a lot of really cheesy movies. He's in a lot of stuff in general. You you will know him if you see him. He's in yeah. the Harry Potter movies. That's right. I guess Harry. I haven't seen too many of the Harry Potter, but I do remember hearing that he was in that. Probably one of his biggest roles was either uh, Love Actually, or uh, do you guys remember the uh, the movie about the hotel 
uh, in India that the people moved to, the best exotic Marigold Hotel. You guys ever seen those I movies? Never saw There's it, two man. of them. Never yeah. seen those either. And they're pretty funny. He's I a big he's, he's a big part of both of those movies, but I mean, he's not he'll show up in everything. He's not afraid to show up in like yeah. Clash of the Titans and stuff like that too. He's big in the British acting world, man. He's in like every British movie ever. He's also in uh one of Philip or one of Lance's favorite movies, uh Underworld. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so yeah, anyway, he is. yeah, I was So anyway, that. did you guys also notice he was a uh badass in that one too? <laughs> Martin Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman was in this for a split second. Did you guys notice that they were the the one group was leaving and the other group was passing them? Oh and, yeah! Uh, and, oh, Bil- uh, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, Bilbo Baggins. That's right, man. Okay, but he yeah, was in, yeah, he was yeah. in the movie for probably what five seconds or something like that. Yeah, he he shows up in the in the in the rest of the trilogy. He's got a he's got a much bigger role in uh, I believe uh, the World's End. Right. Well, we can talk about the movie some more, but right now, Philip has a date night. What movie are, are y'all going to see tonight? Uh, we're going to see uh, Pete's Dragon with the kids, and uh, I'm cool. supposed to be there in like 10 minutes. So. I, heard, I heard this one's pretty good. So what's your, rating on, what's your rating on Shaun of the Dead? Uh, Shaun, of the Jet, Shaun of the Dead, I'm going to give I'm gonna give it a 9, man. I really love Whoa! this movie. Whoa! Yeah. I really love this movie. When it first came out and everything, it was... It's it's really amazing. It's super smart, and then giving it another watch after that, it's pretty incredible. Cool. All yeah. right, nine. There you go. All there right. Go. So Brian, you had said this was part of the uh, Cornetto trilogy, and you kind of explained to us the <laughs> the very very loose connection <laughs> yes. that they used to call this a trilogy. Um, how would you rank the three movies? Probably as they came out. This is definitely so? this is one of my yeah this is one of my all time favorite movies. I love all three movies, but if I had to rank them, it'd probably be this one first, Hot Fuzz number two, and The World's End number three. All right, cool. Well, I'm I'm pretty similar. Um, I have one slight variation. I actually liked Hot Fuzz better than this one. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of that was just because it it was not at all what I was expecting. I thought it was just going to be like a you know police buddy comedy. There is no way in hell I was expecting all the shit that that movie pulled on you. Yes. Um, you remember you remember the old film uh The Wicker Man? Yes. Not not the Nicolas Cage one with the bees, but the, <laughs> the original one? Yes. Yeah, there were there was a lot of that in this one, didn't you think? Yeah. So that I I think I was just more surprised than anything else. But yeah, I would I would rate that first, then this one, and and then I thought the world's end was just a. Uh, unfortunately, I really wished that I'd liked it a lot more, but uh, I think it was a pretty distant third. Yeah, usually, you know, when you get if if you want to lump this into like a series or a franchise, usually when you get to like the third third one in the in the franchise, right? There sometimes they're a little lacking. Kind of start run, running out of gas a little bit. Yeah, and I think a lot of people didn't know what it was going to be about. If it was like a end of the world type thing, or ended up being a alien invasion movie, right? So I think that might have confused people a little bit. Do you um, do you by any chance think that it might have suffered a little bit from coming out so close to the uh, the Seth Rogen James Franco end of the world film that I think came out like the same year, or or, or just like. Yeah, I do, because, you know, the names are really similar, because sometimes referring to the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost one, 
I've referred to it as as the Seth Rogen one sometimes by name because they're so similar in names, and they did they did come out uh, really close together. So that that probably might have hurt it a little bit. Possibly, I mean, I think that kind of that kind of might might have thrown me off a little bit too as well, you know. So I'm looking online here, and there's a uh, there's a whole bunch of Shaun of the Dead uh, quizzes, like trivia quizzes. Yes. So I think I think it's pretty safe to say that Shaun of the Dead has become a a, a bit of a cult classic. I'm also looking some things up right now. Uh, Quentin Tarantino said it's uh, one of the top twenty films, uh, best films made since 1992. Well, that's uh, that's saying a lot from a man who should know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that Romero uh, liked it so much that he he had a couple of the guys show up in cameos in his movie. Uh, also reading Stephen King described the movie as a 10 on the fun meter destined to be a cult classic. So this wow. movie gets a lot of praise from a lot of people. Wow, well, they've given their scores. Let's give ours. So uh, Philip has already given it, uh, what, what did he give it a 9, right? Yes, he did. It might be a little hard to top that. What do you think? Well, I think I'm going to. I'm going to give it a 9.5. 9.5? Yes. Um, I've watched this movie so many times, and like I had mentioned earlier, I always pick up something new, and just how sometimes I feel like if the zombie apocalypse would happen, I probably would be walking around like not noticing everything because you, you just get into this, I don't want to say rut, but you, you, you develop like habits and you just, you know, you get up and you do this and you do this and, you know, you kind of repeat the same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and plus there's so many quotes from the movie, the whole, you know, you got red on you. Right. Dogs, dogs can't look up, which I don't know why is always funny to me. <laughs> that, that whole conversation about dogs can't look up. You know what? Who cares why it's so yeah. funny, dude? The only thing that matters is that it is funny to you, and, and you get a lot out of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's, what, what's your rating? Well, I'm, I'm going to be a little less, you know, enthusiastic than, than you guys, uh, but but I, I still give it what I would think would be a really high rating. I, I would give it a, a, a strong 8 out of 10. Okay. Excellent. I think that uh, it's incredibly smartly written. I think that, uh, like we were saying earlier, nothing in this movie is accidental. They know exactly what they're trying to say, and they say it exactly correctly. Um, I think the best part of this film is that it is, you know, on the surface, it's just, you know, just another zombie comedy movie. But when you really dig down deep, I mean, they're saying a lot, and it's kind of depressing. If you think about it, they're telling us that we are zombies right now. And the more that I watched this movie and the beginning parts of the film and I realized riding the train over and over every day, doing the same thing over and over every day, working at, you know, working in a thankless job for thankless people that are, you know, nasty and, you know, kind of uh, self, uh, I guess, like kind of self-obsessed, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like basically if you think about what our society is right now. Um, we're pretty much fucked, man. I mean, I, who's to say the zombie apocalypse hasn't already happened? True, true. So I think this film has a lot to say. I think it's, I think it's a brilliantly written film. Um, the only reason I don't give it a higher score than I do is probably just because it didn't, uh, it didn't hit me quite as hard, like the special effects and the acting and stuff like that. You know what? Fuck it. 
I've kind of talked myself out of it. I'm, I'll give it an 8.5. The more I think about the way that the script is written, uh, particularly the early parts of the movie, uh, as people just first start turning and you understand that nothing's really changed, it's kind of the same thing that we're already living in right now, and that's kind of the point of the movie, it, it deserves at least an 8.5. So, you know what, Brian, dude, you've, you've talked me into it, man, a little bit higher score. So that's pretty strong between the three of us. We've given it given it some pretty high praise here. Yeah, I, uh, as far as like the director Edgar Wright, I really wish he would do more movies. Yeah, whatever I, happened to him doing Ant Man? From what I read, he his version of Ant Man wouldn't have fit in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he kind of wasn't going to break from what he was trying to do. So they kind of parted ways. It's basically uh, creative differences. Well, you know what? Everybody thought Guardians of the Galaxy was going to flop too. Remember that? Yeah, but from what I understand, his version would would have not connected with the other movies at all. Still, it's Edgar Wright. You would love to see what he would have did with Ant Man because what he did with like uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim's a great movie, man. Yes, it is. And you know what? I would say that he's incredibly consistent as a director. I've never seen anything of his that I would give, you know, like a, a, a 9 or a 10. But at the same time, I've never seen anything of his that I would give under like a 7.5 or an 8. Yes. So, even his little even his little, uh, <laughs> his little short he had in Grindhouse, he directed one of the trailers. What? Or one of the fake trailers. Oh, come on. I, I, I never heard about this. Yeah, you familiar with Grindhouse and the fake course, trailers? Absolutely. I yeah, loved it. That was actually my favorite film of that year. Yeah, he did the trailer uh, "Don't," where it just kept, it just kept saying "Don't go into here, don't do this." That was <laughs> you're, and if you you're pulling my leg. Yeah, go back and watch it. There, there's a a lot of familiar faces that are uh, in the trilogy in that one. I'll be darned. Okay, I'm gonna go back and check Grindhouse out just for that. Not not that I need any excuse to watch that again because I love both movies. Yes, I did too. Cool. All right, so. Uh, we want to definitely thank everyone who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page. Or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, believe me when I tell you, folks, we love to hear from you. As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. Uh, once again, you can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, keep those emails coming. We get a lot of feedback, and we really enjoy getting it, guys. Uh, for up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns. And follow us on Twitter at at horror underscore returns. And, uh, Brian, what's that uh, new way to reach out to us? Uh, you can follow us at Instagram at The Horror Returns on Instagram. Cool. And look for us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us so we can get the numbers up and continue to bring you guys bigger and better stuff. Next week, we will be reviewing the Blair Witch films. And the week after that, it's a retrospective on the iconic genre actor Tony Todd. So until the horror returns again... Good.